Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, it's time to talk hockey with one of my favorites. Although we almost had a little bit of an issue today. Jesse Pierce, give her a follow on Twitter while Twitter still exists. <laughs> At Jesse underscore Pierce. Uh, She covers the Minnesota Wild and the NHL for NHL.com, as well as uh, being the host of the Bar Down Beauties podcast. And she joins us now on the John Schuster Banker Hotline. First off, I got to be honest with you, Jesse. I almost, um, I was almost done with you today, and I'll tell you why. So I looked at your Twitter profile, and I made a mistake. It's a me problem, not a you problem. It's a me problem. And so I looked, and where you have the kids, like the you know the faces, and then it says snack packer. Mm-hmm. What did I think I saw? What do you think I saw? Uh, idea. A packer. When I saw packer, I was thinking <laughs> packers, and I was like, "How dare Jesse grow with the packers? How dare she do that?" And so I I got in my feelings, like looking at it quick. And then I did a double take, and then I'm like, oh, oh, okay, okay, that's 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 fine. And see, that would have been a big blow because people need to understand that that Jesse Pierce is my hockey mistress. My hockey wife is Linda Cohn. Linda Cohn's my hockey yeah. wife, and Jesse Pierce is my hockey mistress. So I'm so glad that it said Snack Packer as opposed to Packers. What do you what do you think? <laughs> I'll take. I agree. You know, the hilarious part about that is, so I do uh, a little Vikings talk on the side, right? Yep. And there was a big joke that people thought I was a Packers fan because I was giving them too much credit. So now I keep that rolling once in a while. I'm like, yep, just love the Packers over here. I'm like, I like cheese. That's about the only thing I like out of Wisconsin in general, let's be honest. But, uh, yes, no, I'm glad to still be your mistress. I'm glad we can move on from that heinous mistake. Uh, and let's not let it happen. I yet. know, I know. That was my bad. My brain wasn't functioning. I'll just blame it on something that I don't even think I've ever had COVID. Maybe I did. I'll just blame it on that. All right. So, <laughs> so, so let's let's something that we all love are goals by Kirill Kaprizov. And last night, uh, Minnesota defeats Anaheim. Uh, full transparency. I was at the Wolves. I didn't get a, a chance to see a, a, a bunch of the game until later when it was when the when they were already leading. But how did last night's game play out between them and uh, in Anaheim? Yeah, I mean, obviously the outcome was better, and they weren't shut out. So right there, it's uh, two victories and one. Let's be honest. No, uh, Kirill Kaprizov next to uh, power play was rolling. 
Minnesota seems to be continuing to struggle, not only in the first period. Now that's four straight games that they have not scored a goal in the first period, uh, but also five on five has really been an issue. They are great with the man advantage, which most teams should be, right? But that five on five hockey and that five on five offensive production is just not clicking quite yet. Again, it looked better. Uh, the third period is where they scored the bulk of their goals uh, for unanswered to defeat Anaheim in total, that first tying goal, Kaprizov deflection on the power play in the second. Um, so, I mean, again, it's it's starting to get there. It just it seems to be getting deeper and deeper into the season than we would like to see them collecting these two points. So uh, a better game, but still not a complete game from your Minnesota Wild. Well, what is your take on the goaltending here of late? Because it just seems to me like to this point in the season – that it's it's just inconsistency. Like like there's been good nights, there's been a lot of bad nights. But, but where are you at with the with the uh, the goaltending? Usually, I am insanely harshly critical of goaltending. Last year, in particular, um, I came down a little bit, probably too hard on the tandem of Talbot and Kakinen, and then a little bit on Flurry and, and Talbot. But this year, I like it. Mark Andre Flurry. You know, the big concern of him coming in and starting the bulk of these games. Was his age. He's going to be 38 at the end of the year, which I think is very young as a 35-year-old myself, but who am I to say? Uh, he's playing like he's in his 20s. You are getting vintage Marc-Andre Fleury here. He's making saves when he needs to. Um, even in some of these losses, he's made those saves. He just hasn't been getting the goals on the other end to help. So, I mean, that's really good, especially considering he's going to be getting like 70% of these starts. Uh, but then Philip Gustafson was in net last night on the back-to-back, and I thought he looked solid, too. So the important thing for him is to be able to step in when Marc-Andre Fleury needs a rest, but also to be able to win games, and last night he did just that. So I am, uh, I'm a fan of the tandem as it sits right now. Jesse Pierce joining us here on The Lake Show on Newstalk 830 WCCO. Give her a follow on Twitter, at Jesse underscore Pierce. Hosted the Bar Down Beauties podcast as well as uh, does some great work for NHL.com. And she is a snack packer, not a Packer fan. She is a snack packer joining us here on the show. All right, so I haven't paid attention to Seattle, and I know that that organization, that franchise is still relatively um, fresh and new, but I know that they kicked our butts last week. How much improved are they as an organization, or are they improved at all? Because that is our next opponent tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Yeah, they're definitely not the team they were last year, which, you know, unfortunately I think the Minnesota Wild expanded in the league too early because it seems now expansion teams come in and they start doing really well. Las Vegas and Seattle, two prime examples of that. Um, But, you know, they're still – they're still very young. They still have kind of a cast of, of some no-names, but guys that are out to prove themselves. Um, but as you saw in the game last week in St. Paul when uh, Seattle shut out your Minnesota Wild, uh, their defense is very stingy. They were all over Minnesota as soon as they hopped into the neutral zone. Very little room for space and very little ability to create plays for Minnesota because the defense was so stingy. And then also they really pushed the puck on the rush. So I think that really helped. So definitely – a better team. And Dean Epson and, and company knew that. Dean told us in pregame last week that he knew they were going to be a, a, a different team from what you saw last year. And uh, Minnesota just didn't combat it. Hopefully tomorrow in Seattle, Minnesota's a little bit more prepared, a little bit more ready, um, and just plays smart hockey and plays hockey that the Minnesota Wild knows how to play. Right now they're playing very uncharacteristic, I think, of what we might expect from a lot of the players on the squad. So hopefully that starts to change uh, tomorrow night too. 
But, Jesse, you're 100% correct. When we talk about expansion teams and those franchises, they are getting better players. Like, like for, for, for years ago when we talked about – and it didn't matter what the sport was. You know, you can look at the NBA. You can look at whatever it is. You didn't get the top-tier players being available in these expansion drafts. You, you, got, you got maybe some decent players – um, some some just kind of run-of-the-mill guys, but you weren't getting top-notch guys that were available. When we saw Vegas start off, they start off with a good team. I mean, they're just taking and plucking all of these really good players. So to your point, like, you, you'll see Seattle probably advance and get better and just kind of um, improve um, a lot faster just because the talent, they start off with better talent than maybe, you know, 20, 20 30 years ago. Exactly. I mean, it's it's a different way of, of doing things, and it's exciting. And granted, the players in general in the league are different nowadays. The game's different. You can point to all of those things, but it is. It's, you know, when I hear somebody who's a Vegas Golden Knights fan, I kind of and they're like, "Oh, it was so hard last year." I'm like, "Really? You've been in existence for like five years. Like, tell me your woes, man. Tell me your woes, Jeez Louise." I know. I know. Well, well, help me out with this. And, and this is just me viewing it from afar and just seeing like sound bites, whether it's from the Wilds own Twitter account or if it's on the um on television at night uh during post games and stuff like that. But Dean Everson seems a little bit more mm, he he's got he's getting a little chippier. He seems a little bit more agitated these days. Am I reading that wrong? Am I just seeing um way too many sound bites and him of not being as relaxed? He doesn't seem as relaxed and as calm, he seems a little, I don't want to say angry, but he seems a little bit like in, 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 in frustration mode, like we're a much better team than this. we got to get our stuff together. A little bit short. And I think us as media members have noticed that too. Like usually he might be more forthcoming with things when we ask him about it. And this year he's very quick to shut us down, which is fine. That's his prerogative. And it's our job to ask some of those questions that he doesn't want to answer. And, and maybe be that mirror that he doesn't necessarily want to look at because Coming into this season, it's the same team. Yes, you were missing a huge part without Kevin Fiala, but otherwise it is those same guys. But as I had mentioned, I believe with you on this show, and I've kind of been screaming it from the mountaintop, yes, you're missing a Kevin Fiala, but you were also relying on guys to have a career year. And, you know, Dean Ebsen, of course, was trying to combat that, saying, hey, it's fine, we are going to be fine. We have guys that are stepping up, and right now you don't, and that's got to be incredibly frustrating. You have a very hefty mix of uh, lunch pail blue collar players with a couple elite talents and trying to get that chemistry and that momentum going again has seemingly been a little bit harder. I do want to have wild fans rest easy. It's still early. They're going to win some games. They're going to lose some games. It's still very early to be panicking. And I would rather these struggles be exposed right now in November versus March, April, uh, and beyond, but um, you know, I think Dean is going to get it figured out. He's he's got to get it figured out, right? Because unfortunately, coaches end up being on the hot seat if things take a, a turn for the worse. So we'll see what happens, but uh, hopefully Dean can can right the ship here. All right. So a couple things to finalize um, your appearance tonight. Um, not in terms of tomorrow against Seattle, but Sunday when they're back at the X. Are you doing pregame Taco Bell? Or are you going, doing post-game Taco Bell after San Jose? I can't decide, right? Because we got the pre-game Taco Bell, but they lost here at home. That was a Seattle loss. So that kind of expunged the pre-game. Do I go back to post? Last night was an intermission, but that's because they're on the road and I'm home. So I don't, I don't know. Lake, what do you think? What should we, what should we, what should we do? 
Uh, that's a good question. So, I I mean, whatever works. Like, like, what well, well, what is your what is your? Do you know what your official record is for pregame Taco Bell? Yeah, I only have one loss. Then I say you probably got to. Mm, Pre game, right? Nah, you got to go pregame on Sunday because because I, I think that you look because you'll be up. You'll probably watch some of the. You'll probably get get ramped up to watch some of the Vikings game and all of that stuff leading into the yeah. San Jose. So I, I'm probably leaning towards pregame. I'm yeah, yeah probably I'm, pro- I'm probably maybe I gotta yeah I'm probably leaning towards pregame Taco Bell on Sunday. I think so, and I might do a little different of an order. I'm not going to get the dipping grilled cheese taco. We'll XNA that. That's all. You know what? There. You know I, can, I I'm going to have to go back and look at your order because there was something that you ordered, <laughs> and I said to myself, "Oh no, me and her going to have a we have to have a side conversation about that." <laughs> um, I'm gonna. I may try to make it to next Saturday, the 19th, when they face Carolina. So. Let me go ahead and start checking in with a sickman to see if I can get uh, my ducks in a row for that. I like it. I like it. Well, you know where to find me if you do. Absolutely. All right, Jesse, always a pleasure to have you on the show, and I'll talk to you soon. Yep. Bye, Lake. All right, take care. That's Jesse Pierce joining us here on The Lake Show, News Talk 830-WCCO. She does a phenomenal job covering the Minnesota Wild. Make sure that you give her a follow on Twitter, at Jesse underscore Pierce. Also, check her out, Far Down Beauty's podcast. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to a scoreboard. That's next on The Lake Show. Hi, right, thanks again to Jesse Pierce, my hockey mistress. Everybody knows that my hockey wife is Linda Cohn, who I have met before. Now, we do not have children, though. No. Does she know she's your hockey wife? Oh, Linda Cohn, yeah. This is, it's been well documented. Of okay. Course. Yeah. I did, I, have you made it, like, Facebook official? Are you, like... You know. I don't do the whole Facebook official stuff. Oh, no? Well, no. then if it's not on Facebook, I, I can't color your... Uh... That's not true because everyone knows this. Like, I'm I'm tied into tweets with both Jesse Pierce and um, Linda Cohn, so I'm sorry. That okay. You don't want to acknowledge that. Well, no, I, I'm just... Hey, it's Well, I mean, if, if it's not on Facebook, then I don't know what to believe. Because it's not on Mr. Zuckerberg's platform, it's... Okay. Yes, yes. Oh. <sighs> Well, you know those people. It's like you got to make so and so Facebook official, and it's like, why? But if you don't want to make it Facebook official, then it'll be yeah, I'm Facebook. good. Okay, I'm good. All right, I'm good. I'm, good with I'm right. just trying to do. I, I'm trying to do the people's work here, Henry. I got you. Okay, All right, let's do. Uh, let's do a scoreboard. All right. Speaking of the people's <laughs> work, thoughts and prayers to Carolina Panther fans right now, because apparently you're sitting in a little bit of uh, precipitation. But a barn burner, as we usually know on Thursday night football, and now that I say that, it'll end up being one of the better games of the year so far. Probably right. will be. Yeah, I, I mean, when you got two bad teams, it usually ends up being a pretty good game. Uh, right now, the Panthers and Falcons, they are scoreless. Falcons punted on their first possession, and uh, right now the Panthers have the ball for the first time uh, at their own 41. They're scoreless with about five minutes gone in the first quarter. There, the first place Atlanta Falcons at 4-5. and five. And the uh, Carolina Panthers at two and seven. First place Falcons at four and five. Ouch. Yes. Kind of reminds you uh, years ago when it was the NFC West and the Seahawks won uh, when Beast Mode was engaged and they had yeah. that home game against the Saints as a wild. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's weird. It's just, yeah. Hey, I mean, sometimes some divisions are better than others. It's weird how cyclical the NFL can be. Let's go to the NBA. The Timberwolves have the night off. Of course, uh, 
you know, back in action tomorrow night. On the road. On the road. Nine and a half minutes left to go in the third quarter in D.C. The Mavs and the Wizards tied at 62. Kyle Kuzma, 18 for the Wiz. And a Spencer Dinwiddie, 18 for Dallas. Uh, four minutes left to go in the first half in Atlanta. The Hawks up on the Sixers, 40-35. to 35. Trey Young, 18 for the Hawks. Joel Embiid, 15 for the Sixers. Uh, about four and a half left to go in the first half in Miami. The Heat up by 12 over the Hornets. Uh, Duncan Robinson, 11 for the Heat. Kelly Oubre Jr., 13 points for the Hornets. And uh, just about four minutes left to go in the first quarter in New Orleans. Right now, the Blazers up on the Pels, 24 to 20. Uh, Jeremy Grant with eight for the Blazers. And uh, Jonas Valanciunas, he's got five to lead the Pelicans. So, uh, interesting games there. Let's get to the NHL. While last night, a successful come-from-behind win over Anaheim. Uh, you got the Flames and the Bruins tied at one. Eight minutes left to go in the second period there. Uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, the 12-2 and Las Vegas Golden they Knights. They are on fire. Man, that... Uh, they the, are on fire. Hey, they are a rich and storied franchise in Vegas. Uh, up 2-1 to one on the Buffalo Sabres. Eight minutes left to go in the second period there. Five left to go in the second period in Carolina. The Hurricanes up on the Oilers, 3-1. to one. Uh, let's go to uh, Columbus, where the Blue Jackets are up on the seven three and two Flyers three to nothing. Halfway through the second period, there the Rangers and the Red Wings tied at two in Detroit. Three minutes left to go in the second period. There, Devils up up on the Senators three to two. Six minutes in the second period. There, first intermission, the Islanders, the Coyotes tied at zero zero. Blues up on the Sharks one to nothing. About halfway through the first period there. Then you got the Predators in Colorado taking on the Avalanche. And the Kings are hosting the Blackhawks a little bit later on. And uh, we do have some FBS football here, as the uh, kids like to call Maction. As, uh, Maction. Maction, yeah. I mean, Maction. Maction can vary. Maction can be on Tuesday nights. It can be on Wednesday nights. Like, they kind of switch it up a little bit. Like, uh, as, as the season goes on later, mm-hmm. they, they go earlier in the week. Maybe not as early as Tuesday, but at least Wednesday. It is whenever you want it to be. Let me just say that. We uh, all love some action. We all love some action. Uh, right now, Memphis, no problem with Tulsa up 17-3. to three. And as I look on the other side, you've got uh, Louisiana. I believe it's the Raging Cajuns up on uh, Georgia Southern, 14-7. to seven. Uh, That game just starting the second quarter. Hmm. All righty. Like how I pivoted there and kind of looked behind me. I like that. Hey, you like that? I made it nonchalant. I like that. All right, Kirk. Hey, I'm not. Uh, I'm not Kirk Two Chains though. So, uh, <laughs> I'm not walking. Believe me, I'm not quite as shredded as uh, Kirk Cousins. By the way, my wife, she's like, I didn't. You know, her coworker is like, oh man, Kirk Cousins is ripped. And she looked at the video. She's like, no, nah, he's not ripped. Oh no, he's ripped. I'm like, yeah, he's he's toned. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's a quarterback. Well, I know he's but not going to be like some big linebacker. That's just no, no, no. I'm saying I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm saying no. He's he's in great shape. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, he doesn't have the six pack abs as I think what she was. But I mean, what? I don't think his he's got abs. Well, I mean, he wasn't like defined abs. So not like no, he, his uh, his abs were defined. His abs were defined. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look closer because I didn't see defined abs. With yeah, I mean, it's not like he's on a podium posing in a in a in one of those shows. But I mean. For just a regular person, like an everyday, like no, he's got abs. 
Well, he's, I mean, got, he's got a six pack. Well, Kirk Cousins isn't a, your your average everyday guy, though. No, but I'm saying he's a he has a six pack. No, what I'm saying is his profession is sports. Mm-hmm. His profession is in bodybuilding. He has a six pack. We can agree on this, right? I guess. Yeah. Okay. I got, people people have to weigh in on the text line. The city's one plumbing talking text line. I'm just saying. Does Kirk Cousins I, have a six pack or not? Yes, he has a six pack. I'm just saying when I think of – but a six-pack and, like, I don't think of Kirk Cousins as being ripped with abs. I guess that's what I'm saying. I, I think of, like, DK Metcalf. I mean, that's my that's – my, Every every football player doesn't look like that, man. Like, that dude's a freak of nature, and he's a track star. I mean, I'm not, I'm not hating on Kirk Cousins, but I'm not going to sit here and say that he's going to go out and win a Mr. Olympia contest. No one said that. So, I mean, I'm still happy that he's quarterbacking my team fairly successfully this year. I mean. Oh, man. I'm just saying. I You and your wife are hating. Hating on Kirk. Hey. Kirk to change. I'm, I'm a realist. Okay. A realist. I'm a realist. We're going to get real when we go around the NFL. We'll do that after weather here on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show News Talk 830 with the little Snoop D-O-double-G. Christopher Tubbs producing Paul Holdowanik is in the newsroom, and he's going to do the top-of-the-hour news update here like he always does here on The Lake Show. But now it's that time to dive into another edition of Around the NFL. All right, Snoop, appreciate you. No dizzle, my hizzle. Oh, you're talking about hey, Nope, no. Okay. Da, 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 da. <laughs> it's the. I'm sorry. I was just so riveted by this first topic that I put on around the NFL. Okay, so it's Panthers versus Falcons tonight. Yep. Not a great matchup. The over-under is 41, and there's rain. Right now, we've got a, let me check, a uh, three-to-nothing game. There's three minutes left to go in the first quarter. Let me ask you this. Is there any way, maybe this is more for the gamblers, any way they hit the over tonight? Well, it definitely is because, duh, you're asking me about over-unders. Do they hit the the over tonight A 41? I wouldn't bet it because of bad conditions. And are are these bad conditions from the storm that's going on down in the southern region? I believe so, yeah. It's uh, Hurricane Natalie. So I'm I'm good. No, I would say it's not going to go over. Okay. Now something a little bit more pressing that I think we'd all like to see, but I just got to ask you, is it possible that the Packers finish in last place in the NFC North? Is it possible? Yes. Do I think likely? No. It's possible because there are going to be weeks where the Detroit Lions show up and you'd be like, y'all only won two games? Right? Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be weeks where you're going to be like, you guys are just the worst team in the NFL. And so, because Detroit is so inconsistent and you don't know which version of them is going to show up, I have to side and say that the Green Bay Packers will not have the worst record in the division. I, I do think that right now, at this point in time, that the that the Bears are the second best team in the division. It, it, it's kind of hard to argue just 
with the way that they're playing right now. And that kind of leads me into my next question here, Henry. Take the Vikings out of it. Which NFC North team do you feel has the brightest future? Green Bay, Detroit, or Chicago? I mean, I, I know the Chicago. Pack- okay. Because they've got they've got a quarterback. I, I, I will continue to say this, and you guys can continue to push back on me, but the the hate towards Justin Fields and thinking he's not a good I, – I don't know what people are watching, man. I really don't. They almost won that game last week. There was a, a, a pass interference call that wasn't called with Jace Claypool. And then on the very next uh, – like a play or two after, it might have been the next play, he throws a great pass down the field to his other receiver – and his receiver drops it. It goes through his hands. So he's got to get better playmakers and a better offensive line. But no, I I think that of the the teams in the in the uh, the North outside of the Vikings that have a mm-hmm. bright future. Chicago, no question, is that team. Yeah, I, I would say the same. Just because of Justin Fields, I think these skill players like DeAndre Swift, uh, Jamison Williams. Uh, Amon uh, Ross St. Brown, I feel like the Lions have the skill players, but you don't have that guy. And I feel like Chicago, it took him a bit, but Justin Fields is getting to be that player that uh, I think we were kind of all expecting. So the Colts decided that they were going to fire Frank Reich yep. in the middle of the season. Well, they did. Granted, they I, I mean, they've just, they've given him nothing to work with at the quarterback position. Now, Jeff wait, said, wait, they didn't give who nothing to work with. Frank Reich. Because but he I, wanted these quarterbacks. He wanted Carson Wentz. But I'm saying, like... He wanted Matt Ryan. <laughs> like, like they didn't work out, but, like, he had saying that. He's the coach. To me... They caused him to get fired. Yeah. Do you expect Jeff Saturday to do anything as the Colts head coach? Like, what kind of... What's your of, definition of doing I mean, something? Do you expect him to pull them out of this mired funk that they're in because I mean yeah they're three five and one that's a hard thing to ask they're well they're second in the division they've lost three in a row and I think that's the issue right now and I mean they've scored less points than the Texans have this year I mean is there anything do you expect him to get them to 500 let me ask you that no 500 the Colts no they're a bad football team Jonathan Taylor's their biggest weapon, and he's he hasn't been. Uh, he just started practicing yesterday, I believe. Yeah, he's had that ankle injury that I think he's missed two out of the last three games. Yeah, it's kind of unfair to put expectations on Jeff Saturday because I like Jeff Saturday, but I just I don't see it. Like like you got to have more talent than what he's got, and I like Jeff Saturday. I'm a big fan. Loved him on ESPN. Uh, I just don't think that he's got the, the pieces with the uh, with the Colts. And if he's not going to be your long-term guy, like why are you just getting somebody and just plopping him down there? I, I, I don't understand that. So Frank Reich out. I know that there are other coaches that are on the hot seat. You mentioned Josh McDaniels. Who is Cliff the, Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury. Who's the next one to be fired? Oh, probably Kingsbury. Well, because how many have we had fired this year so far? Frank Reich. Matt Rule. Matt Rule. He was the first. Those are the two so far. Yeah, I think that Cliff Kingsbury is the the next to go. Is it just because they've got a lot of this talent with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins? And he and, hasn't proven to be and a it very hasn't good worked coach. Out? Okay. Yeah, 
Because his MO's been the first half of the season, he's good. And then the second half of the season, they collapse, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this year, it's it's not that. It's They haven't been good just from the start. And I know that this year, you know, they had the DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins uh, suspension, suspension and all that stuff, whatever. Up. So, yeah, interesting. Last thing. Mention the Cardinals. They're three and six. The Rams are three and five. You look at the way that the NFC and particularly the NFC West is kind of finagled right now. You got the Seahawks at six and three. I think they got a chance to beat Tampa and go to seven and three on Sunday. You got the 49ers at four and four, but the addition of Christian McCaffrey just feels like that vaults them into the upper echelon of the NFC. But Rams and Cardinals both sitting there with three wins. Which team needs it more? Which team between the Cardinals and the Rams? Yes, yes. Which team do you feel should be more desperate on Sunday? No, they both need it. The same. Because they both got three wins. Okay, but which team do you feel is more desperate? I think they're both desperate. Okay. I, I don't think that I don't think that in a matchup of the Rams versus the Cardinals that one team is more desperate than mm-hmm. the other. I just don't believe that. I believe that the Rams are going to win this game. I just don't think that the Cardinals are any good. And I think that the Rams are going to be pissed off. And I believe they're mm-hmm. are they playing in L.A.? Uh, that I don't know. You mean in front of uh, Arizona fans? Because, I mean, when you play in L.A., you're pretty much playing in front of... Uh, yes, they are in L.A. at 325. So, uh, be a home field advantage for the Cardinals. Give me the Rams. Give me the Rams. Yeah. At home. on the Okay. In front of uh, friends and family? Friends and family. Friends and family. All right, we'll take it. That's it. All right, it's going to wrap up around the NFL headlines. This is next on The Late Show. Time for another edition of Headlines here on The Late Show. So without further ado, producer Christopher Tubbs, lay out what you got for us tonight. All right, H. Lake. Well, now that the elections are over, this is where the work begins. And 2nd District Congresswoman Angie Craig Celebrated the five-point win over Republican challenger Tyler Kistner on Tuesday, keeping a seat for the Democrats in a race many thought Kistner could flip as the GOP took uh, tried to take control of the House. Now, it's the second consecutive victory for Craig over Kistner. Yesterday, she told Jason DeRussia that, quote, suburban voters, too, they showed up, and I'll tell you, the polling and the data swung towards me, my data, after the Dobbs decision, and Roe was overturned and the idea that an individual or government could take away their individual rights and liberties just doesn't seem to sit well. Now, Craig said she expects the new Republican majority in the House to try and start investigations into President Joe Biden and specifically his son Hunter's business dealings. Uh, You know, we've got serious work to do. I let the people who are screaming on cable news and Twitter do their thing. I'm just going to keep my head down and keep working on behalf of the people of Minnesota. And, you know, it's a race that a lot thought could go either way. She said she's grateful and get ready uh, getting ready to get back to work. And this is what I want to hear from everyone. I want to hear from everyone that they're going to work for the people. I don't care if you have a Democrat attached to your your name or your label, Republican, if you're an independent, whatever, it doesn't matter to me. The work is the work. You're working for the people. Now do what the people ask you to do. It's plain and simple. That's what we like. That's what we want. Yeah, it's it's all about doing the work, like you said. Hey, a story I found funny. Well, not funny, but just kind of ridiculous. 
a Navy engineer and his wife who both pleaded guilty to trying to sell uh, sensitive secrets about the Navy's nuclear-powered submarines to a foreign country are going to prison for a long time. Now, it's not that they are going to prison, but prosecutors say on one occasion the couple hid the information in a peanut butter sandwich. In another instant, information was concealed in a chewing gum package. Oh, boy. The government said they sold the secrets for $100,000 in cryptocurrency, and about $54,000 of that crypto has been recovered. Which crypto has not been doing well. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I, just, I, I saw selling secrets in a peanut butter sandwich, and I'm thinking, you know, I've never had a peanut butter sandwich that's had some sort of, like, nuclear code in it. I mean, I just try and make sure that I've got creamy and not chunky, and that's good enough for me. One of the first shows that I ever remember watching as a kid before SportsCenter was uh, Sports Tonight on CNN. And oh, it had, yeah. You know, it had uh, Nick Charles and Fred Hickman. Yep. Well, Nick Charles passed away back in 2011, and sadly today, Fred Hickman uh, passed away. Yep. And he was only 66. And I remember like those two big fan. I'm a big, I was a big fan. Yeah. They were Olbermann and Patrick and everything on ESPN before ESPN was a thing. Uh, he started on June 1st, 1980, the network's first on the air. And of course they were the first host of sports tonight on a 10 PM, which competed with sports center. A lot of times winning the slot. And, uh, he stayed at CNN and Turner sports for 21 years and uh, went to the Yes Network and helped launch that back in 2001. So uh, 2002, actually. But he was – Fred Hickman was great. I love watching him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, no, I was a big fan. I loved their show yeah. on um, CNNSI. Yep. Loved it, man. Big fan of Fred Hickman. Yeah. Rest in peace, my friend. And uh, a show that I was not a fan of but my wife loves is Laguna Beach – and at first, I got to be honest, I thought it was Iguana Beach because the L looked like an I to me. But Lauren Conrad and Kristen Cavallari, yep. apparently uh, she was married to Jay Cutler. That's about all I know about her. Uh, but you knew about that before now. I knew yeah, about yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I knew about Iguana Beach, and my wife hates it when I say that. <laughs> but they joined uh, Stephen Coletti for Back to the Beach, which recaps the series in current time. And she admitted that while she was home with six, she watched the MTV series. She rewatched it. And uh, she thought it was much worse than what she had anticipated. She apologized that she had uh, some regrets on her time on the show. And a Conrad and Cavallari, they've made up, and they've both gone on to have successful businesses. Well, good for them. Yeah. It's always good to see people patch up relationships after um, getting sideways with each other. Right? It's always a thing. Yeah, even if it was more than TV, but it's – yeah, it's – yeah, life's too short to be mad over reality TV. Yeah. All right, we haven't had the Timberwolves conversation yet. The Timberwolves have had some issues, and I want to talk to Trent Tucker. He's going to break it down. He's going to keep it real. Get his take on the Wolves' woes next on The Lake Show. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.